Welcome to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2. I'm going to read it again. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Instructions for Christian living. The bookmark that's inside your uh, newsletter this morning is a little gift for your household today. And if you wish to keep it in your Bible, we'll do so, but I would rather encourage you to perhaps magnet it on the fridge or put it on a wall somewhere where you see it uh, frequently. Uh, It's a great verse, the one that I have just read. So let's do that. Let's be uh, be vigilant and have the scripture hanging somewhere close. The instruction the scripture gives is clear. The advice is wise and true, making it vital to put into action if we're going to successfully live the Christian life. This word inspired by God is living and is designed like all other scripture to get into our spirit, under our skin, as it were, and breathe life into us. Do you agree? That's what scripture's about. You've got to get it and apply it. I'm excited as we come and meet here yet again and open God's word. What does he have in store for us today? What new truth are we going to learn or be reminded about again? Let's commit this time in prayer. Father, we thank you this morning that we can freely gather together. What a privilege. How wonderful it is to come as a family your family, and learn from your word again. We acknowledge our huge need for you in our lives. We are nothing without you. Open our hearts and our minds, we pray. We desire to step closer to you, to know you better, to understand your ways as we apply them daily. Help us, God, we pray. Amen. Today's sermon is entitled Home Improvement, As Murray said earlier, a topic that I've thought would be a good one to bring for a while. We cover lots of topics, don't we, in our sermons? And as I've said, this will be covered for a few weeks. But before we turn our thoughts on how we apply God's ways in our home life, I believe we need to remind ourselves again of our foundation that God is love. Exclamation mark. The magnitude the vastness, the scope, and his focus on each one of us individually is beyond comprehension. This love is our starting point. So looking at this verse that's up there before you, I just want to break it down a little bit. I love doing this, and so we're going to dissect it a bit. Firstly, follow God's example. That could be the message on its own. (laughs) Couldn't it? Three words that require a lot of action. 
Firstly, to follow, meaning here to pursue, to go in the same direction, to seek after. Clearly, follow. God's example, his way, the way he set for us to imitate. His example he has shown and led by. Other words in the verse. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and we are dearly loved by him. Not just a bit, or only when we get things right, Scripture says he loves us dearly, and dearly means very much. <laughs> Maybe someone needs to hear that today. Maybe you need reminding how dearly he loves you. We can only love others because he first loved us. It says that in 1 John 4.19, and we better not forget that, that we can only love others because he first loved us. And walk in the way of love. Here's the rubber hitting the road stuff. Walking in the way of love suggests journeying daily, moving forward. And in the way of love, making it a habit, a lifestyle. It requires an action. And the verse doesn't end there. It tells us to walk in this way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Wow. So we don't just love any old how, but as Christ love us, loved us and gave himself up for us. That's, I'm sure you'll agree, some kind of love with huge sacrifice attached. A love so great, we certainly can't attain it on our own. We need to call on him. We know this, but we need reminding sometimes, don't we? His power to help us love like he did and does. What a challenge before each of us. How do we possibly come close to kind of giving out that kind of love? Again, you'll have answers to that question. How do we, how, how do we possibly come close? By staying close to Jesus, real close, spending time with him, learning what makes his heart tick, Delving into his word, for he is our source, our creator, the one we draw from, our leader we are following. If we stay close to him and in tune with him, we start seeing how he sees people, how he wants us to treat others, getting up each day, handing the day over to him, talking to him, and listening to him. He sure knows I could listen more. Walking in his way of love means actioning our faith, reaching out to others as he did. The not so easy to love, or perhaps that hard to get on with family member you live with at home, who thinks differently, no doubt dresses differently. <laughs> the true test is at our home, isn't it? Maybe walking in his way of love means speaking out sometimes, and other times it means zipping our lips and keeping quiet. Certainly consulting him first before trying in our own strength. The list could go on. God is love. He is our foundation, and it's with that foundation that we've just spent time on that we need to build our household families upon. I invite you to focus with me now as we topic, as we uh, focus sorry, on this topic of home improvement. Improvement suggests a journey, doesn't it? We are all on one, and we have the master 
homemaker, willing and wanting to assist us as we do life with those we live with. No matter who makes up your household, you are a unit, and God our Father is very interested in you. Perhaps you live on your own, but have close family you visit or connect with by phone regularly, perhaps daily. This home improvement message relates to you too. Does your home life need some improvement? Maybe it doesn't. Maybe I'm preaching to the converted. Or maybe you're like me and you know there are areas that could do with some improving. Perhaps improvements needed on rela with relationships. I want to turn now and really focus to, on Colossians chapter 3. We'll have that verse up. Thanks, Andy. Uh, and this is where now I want to put some time into and us unpack this because, boy, there's lots of sermons in the, these couple, uh, three verses. Colossians 3, verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all those virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Easy, right? <laughs> I sometimes read those verses and think, ah, they sound so nice and good and they roll so nicely, don't they? Compassion, kindness, humility. <laughs> but not always so easy to live out and put into practice. The scripture says, therefore, meaning because you are God's chosen people, you need to clothe yourself with these things. Put these things on. Pull on some compassion. Step into some kindness. Throw over some humility and wrap yourself in patience. And don't forget to wear gentleness. Clothe yourself with these virtues. If they come off, we need to put them on again. If they come off again, we need to put them back on again, don't we? Gentleness, compassion, all these things. Often we think of these verses outside the family context, but today I want to ask, how does this scripture stack up in your home, in my home? Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. How have they played out this last week? I don't think. I passed the test on all those this last week. I know I didn't. Have we shown and extended these attributes to those we are the closest to? As people, as said earlier, the people we live with see the real us, don't they? How do we treat them? Love isn't just a noun, it's a verb. It's a doing word. And it's not just a feeling. Mother Teresa, in her quotes, includes this one. It is easy to love the people far away. It is not always easy to love those close to us. It is easier to give a cup of rice to relieve hunger than to relieve the loneliness and pain of someone unloved in our own home. Bring love into your home, for this is where our love for each other must start. Mother Teresa. We have to practice these virtues. 
Denzel Washington, the Oscar-winning actor who says he he has read the Bible front to back three times, says, if you don't practice love, you're missing the point. Have we shown love, extended compassion to a family member this week? Another verse backs this Colossians verse up found in Ephesians 4.32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. To be compassionate means to feel deeply for someone as they experience the ups and downs associated with life. This includes those we live with. For most of us, it's easy. (laughs) I had written this and then found this quote from Mother Teresa, but it's true. For most of us, it's easy to show compassion to a friend in need, but what about those we sit at the breakfast table with or family we keep close contact with? Jesus, when he walked upon the earth, showed us how to be kind to others in a way that goes beyond comprehension. There is no one kinder than Jesus. He showed compassion on the lepers the prostitutes, the lame, the forgotten. Maybe compassion shown in your home means you just need to sit and listen to that spouse, child, or to family on the phone. A teenager who spent a lot of time in our home once told me rather strongly, I don't need you to fix me, Jenny, just listen. A correction I needed to hear, perhaps... That happens in your home. We want to fix things, don't we? We mums want to make things better, and we want to make them better our way without sometimes really listening to what our family member might be saying. Listening often is all that is needed. A solo mother raising a teenage daughter attended a parenting course that I helped lead. In an upset state, she told us all that she was desperate for help. She decided to enrol for our course when one day she was driving her daughter home from school and during the trip home in the car got into an argument because she said no to her daughter attending a party in the coming weekend. Such was the rage by the daughter at not being allowed, she raised her feet and with much force pushed them, her feet, through the windscreen as the car was moving. This woman broke and said, this is why I'm here on this course. I am not coping. Long story, over weeks things changed. Brokenness was shared. Mother shared that her daughter had never felt listened to. The mum knew she had some work to do. I think the daughter probably had a bit to do too. Our next virtue, have we uh, kindness, have we displayed that? In Ephesians again it says, be kind to one another, tender-hearted. We are called to be kind and loving to one another, tender too, And that means family as well, whether we live with them or not. Sometimes when Murray and I are under pressure, which is quite a bit of the time, a bit busy, you know, (laughs) running around, one of us will say to the other, hey, we need to remember (laughs) we're busy here, but we need to be kind to each other. We actually say that to each other. (laughs) And the other one says, yes, hun. (laughs) A tender heart doesn't always feature... (laughs) Some time ago, an elderly couple sat on our couch at either ends from each other. They came asking for some advice for their marriage. We weren't long listening to them, and it became apparent their problem. They had forgotten how to be kind to one another. 
They very dearly didn't like each other. Their words that tumbled out certainly displayed that. Our words we use, I know you know this, and I forgive me, but I'm sharing it because we need reminding, don't we? Our words we use are hugely important. As you know and no doubt have heard, we can either build up or knock down others by what we say. Encouragement expressed is such a good thing. It takes just a moment to give but can mean so much and can fuel our day. Be an encourager if you're not already. Verbalise it. It's never too late to start encouraging or decide to up your level of encouragement. It really does something for the receiver, but inside us we change too. Encouraging each other in our families makes us stronger. A mother on another course told me she couldn't think of one positive thing about her teenage son. No, can't stand him. No. I encouraged her to look for something small that she could encourage him about. She decided that that coming week she would thank him for putting out the rubbish and tell him that he did it well. That was all she could think of. She came back the next week to our course excited, saying it made a difference, that his behaviour was better and that she had kept looking for other little things to encourage or compliment him about. The power of the tongue. Kindness isn't just shown by our words, but obviously actions too. Our acts of kindness reflect the kindness of God. Our acts of kindness reflect the kindness of God. Humility. Whoa. Being humble, an important virtue that should be displayed by Christians. True humility is not thinking less of yourself, it is thinking of yourself less. Clever definition. In a bit of a me, myself and I thinking world, we need to stand out as different, don't we? For God's glory. And look to others' needs ahead of our own. How does that work in your home, in mine? A humble person who displays humility is teachable. A humble person is at peace with themselves and others. A humble person is grateful, is slow to offend and quick to forgive. A humble person asks for help. A humble person treats everyone with respect. We need help to do that, don't we? Gentleness. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. That's Philippians 4.5. And Proverbs 15.1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Ain't that true? Again, that practice needs to happen. Before we respond, take a moment. Get that gentle approach on. Clothe yourself in it. And then respond. I take very seriously speaking on this today. I have a responsibility and accountability to practice what I preach. Perhaps you'll need to check in with Murray on how I'm doing. I mean it. I don't mind if you do. (laughs) And you can come and tell me. Let's show respect in our homes to one another. Reply in a gentle manner. Spouses to each other. Parents and kids siblings to each other. Let's work on this. Let's each be responsible in our family to get our own bit right 
not focus on how someone else needs to change. It would be okay if that person got that right. Everything would work, you know. (laughs) Do the same arguments raise their heads time and time again within your four walls. Be the one to bring the change. Be the one who chooses to respond with gentleness rather than reacting in anger. It's a choice we each make. I remember my mum correcting my father, who was called Bentley. If he was getting a bit frustrated, she would say, Gently, Bentley. Just a joke. (laughs) Patience. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Let's back up. (laughs) How are you coping with that bathroom queue at home? Is that a testing place? Sometimes it's just the little things that get us going in our families, eh? I say get us going, you know. (laughs) Patience is a virtue and one that needs to be upheld. Again, practicing patience is not always easy. Corinthians 13.4, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant. Another good verse to pin up on the kitchen notice board. How would we go if, like children, we gave ourselves stickers for being good and successfully attaining a day of being patient? Hmm. <laughs> love is patient. Maybe, maybe <laughs> put the jokes aside, maybe we could do it. <laughs> the, verse, uh, the verse importantly concludes... Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all those virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. In our homes, bearing with each other can be a common thing. Putting up with each other might better describe it for some. The scripture instructs us to forgive each other if we have a grievance, a hurt with someone, and we are to forgive as the Lord forgave us, as he forgave us. Now that puts us in our place and things into perspective, doesn't it? What are our grievances over when we compare them to what the Lord has forgiven us for? In our own strength, we perhaps cannot forgive. Ask God to help you. He will hear your heart and help heal that heart if you allow him to. And over all those virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Above all, after practicing all these things, clothe yourself in love, for this is what works in binding them all together and bringing unity. In Psalm 133, verse 1, it says, Look at how good and pleasing it is when families live together as one. So today I encourage, let's be strong family units that live correctly, actioning these virtues with those we live with as well as with those outside. Let's be a consistent people following God's example, living this way he has taught and continues to teach us. Let's honour him by the way we live, the way he purposed for us to live, humbly setting an example, lifting the bar, bringing pleasure to him, and so in turn worshipping him. Let's be good mums and dads and be siblings that have each other's backs, be children that respect parents, be examples for others to follow. Let's call on God, asking for his help, in our daily walk, in our homes, with our families. 
every part of our lives he is interested in, every relationship. Let's let him in, allow him to make and to be the difference. Amen. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We so give you thanks. Lord, we have really no excuses because it's outlined there how we are to live. Lord, and you, your word is, is alive and gives life and brings the change. We acknowledge, God, that you are God and we need to draw from you. We can't do things in our own strength. We thank you for the homes we've been placed in. I know, God, there are people here today who perhaps live in a challenging situation. God, your love for them is deep and you love all of us dearly and you care how our day goes. Father, I pray you'd help us with relationships, that we wouldn't think about ourselves first, we'd think of the other. God, that we would show gentleness and humility, kindness and patience and compassion. Lord, you'd challenge us this week. Remind us as we look at that scripture, God, that we are to walk in your way. You are a mighty God, Lord, and we gather here every week because we want to firstly worship you, but also want to be encouraged and learn more about this life that we're journeying on. So we just ask you, Lord, for this week as we go out, that you would be our guide, you'd help us, Lord, and that we would look out for those in our home that we live with, that we'd pour on the love, that we'd clothe ourselves, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church